Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera is here, Corey Friedman, and Cody Del Mendo. We are closing in on opening day, fellas. The last week, last full week without baseball? Yeah. And we got crazy. bad news to start it, right? Uh, Woo! Wouldn't it wouldn't it would be a Cubs season if it didn't start. Our one-month an- <laughs> one anniversary, and we got a little negativity to start it. Four, so Four-week anniversary, who wants, who wants to put the news out there? Wade like Ryan, Ryan should have to do it. Mm-hmm. You're the reporter, you, wanna, you should have to fine. report it. Fine, fine. Uh, so, Wade Miley, what was it? Uh, he had elbow soreness, um, and they did MRI, and he got some inflammation in his elbow. So David Ross says they're going to shut him down for at least 10 days. And, you know, that six days from now is opening day, which means he will likely start uh, the season on the IL if he's not, you know. Right. I mean. That's code for at least a month. Yeah. So he'll probably start on the season on the IL. Um, You know, a guy that was penciled in as the number three starter for the Chicago Cubs starting rotation. And now uh, they kind of have to fill that spot. And, again, they said – they, he's not on the aisle yet. He very well could be like you know, ten days from him. He's, he could be fine to go in like fifteen days. So like we're not gonna, we're just gonna let him miss one turn through the rotation, whatever. I, I don't know. Did he show for up sure. with soreness though? Um, he not, hasn't really. Has he pitched at all? No, at Cactus League action. He threw a live bullpen on Sunday. They said it wasn't pitching itself. Right. That was the like where the soreness was like during his windup. So like like, I don't know where in the windup that was coming, but that's where he felt the soreness. Um, he didn't come in with with it. I don't. Not that I. But know but I mean, of. if he hasn't pitched in Cactus League, clearly something's been bothering him since I mean, he got there. Like they're saying now, it just bothered him, but obviously something else was. going I think on. they said that it's not like since that live bullpen right. that it happened. Like it was a little before, but I. I mean, I guess from the beginning, you know, what they were saying was that he was just slow ramping up, slow ramping up. Maybe they were not saying that he was sore. Maybe he was sore at the time, but from what we know at the beginning of camp, that he was just you know, on a slower schedule of ramping up for the season. And then he had that live bullpen and he looked good. Um, but around like, I think maybe around that time, a little before is when they kind of had started having that soreness in the elbow again, not from like, they said not Ross said it wasn't like while he was pitching, it was like just some, some, somewhere in his windup in his motion that he could feel it. I don't know if that's good him. or bad. I don't I know. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. We might have to get Ryan in the alley to start working on the cutter. <laughs> mm, I threw one. I, I threw one curveball in my baseball career, and I struck somebody out with it. So, 
I'm done pitching for the rest of my life. It's like when I beat you at ping pong the other that day. I count. retired. You'd be the shortest guy on the roster. I would be. Oh, wow. Bam. Wow. Hold wow. On. A dagger that to start. I was going to say, too, isn't I, I think he's a little bit taller. Okay. But yeah, no, what you really love, uh, what, six days before opening day is your 35-year-old yeah. third starter in an already, uh, you know, kind of depthless rotation having some soreness and inflammation. That's really great. Really <laughs> awesome stuff to kick off this season. He was like the one depth piece that you were excited about going into this season where you were like, okay, we've got, a, we've, we have a, the Cubs have a third starter that's, that can hang with a lot of the third starters in Major League Baseball. You have a legitimate number three on this roster. And, and then the concern was four or five who fills in. Now you're trying to fill in three, four, five, and hope that Hendricks rebounds to what he was prior to last year. So who does this open it up for? That's the question. Yeah, Obviously, Alec Mills, Smiley, and Justin Steele. Justin Steele. Right, I think we weren't sure if Steele was going to get I've, that. He has low. to. He I, has I know to now. We heard yeah, about Mills. We heard about now. Smiley, but you assumed that Steele was going to be in there. Uh, now well, on Tuesday, Ross said he's like that. I think the expectation is for him to be in. The, I'm going to see if I can find the quote real. So quick. now you have to add another but one. Now he's definitely he's definitely in the mix. Stuck. So now there's yeah. another guy that has to be added if you're going to go. So I think the words, the specific words, were there's a strong chance Justin Steele will be in the rotation. Obviously with Miley, yeah, he has to be. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if they go with the six man. I think maybe they go with the five. Again, they haven't put Miley on the aisle yet, but they're going to have that. They were going to have that because they had the four games and then a day off, so they were going to have that him miss the turn through the rotation anyway. And so maybe they keep the Keegan Thompson as that multi-inning guy, the piggyback guy. Maybe they, you know, Daniel Norris, who knows if how, maybe he could go three innings and he could be a piggyback guy. Like there's, I don't, I think they were going with six. I think they were going to have Miley in there. Steele was going to be that fifth starter, and then Miley was obviously going to pick up his turn back. I think six was kind of like what the feeling was going into it. Now with Miley out, I don't think they, I don't think Thompson gets, like, just on opening day, he's not going to be listed as a starting pitcher. He might get a spot start at some point in this next couple weeks, first couple weeks of the season, but I don't – I don't. Ha- I feel like they might – like, Ross might stick to the five starters and then, you know, see where things are at after, like, a week. It kind of felt like six was at least to start maybe because Miley was a little behind, so that's why they were yeah. looking at six. It, you know, I think it. Uh, you've talked about this a lot. It might depend uh, pretty heavily on whether guys are ready to go and unleash 90, 100 pitches, throw six, seven innings. If some of these guys are still a little behind, then maybe you see an extra start or two from some of these guys. But, yeah, this, this, is, a, this is a blow, at least to start. Because now you also have to worry about, like, even let's say it's a month, right, and Miley comes back you know, again, older pitcher, like now it's going to be in the back of your head. Like, is he going to get to a hundred percent at some point in this season? And I don't mean to be pessimistic, but you know, again, like pitcher injuries are, you know, you see it with Jacob deGrom, right? This happens all the time. It just happened again. It's, it's, it's sometimes these things linger and it's not good. I felt uh, really disappointed for the Cubs when I heard about it. I still do. Um, But you have to look at it as an opportunity. And then, uh, Corey and Lawrence brought in Do Right Donuts today. So that kind of turned my spirits around a little bit. It was a, bit, a little bit of a lift for me, you know. Uh, I got great energy going for me now. But I, one guy that was not doing well today was Cody. I saw it on, on social media. You were very upset by this. Have you calmed down at all? Uh, no. 
<laughs> uh, I'm not great. Uh, just sucks. I'm someone who's trying to find a reason to believe in this team going into the, into the opening day. You can call me a moron if you want, but that's just how I'm built. Uh, it's it's a special type of formula to be uh, to be like me, I guess, in a way. Uh, so this doesn't help, but now it gives it definitely gives Steele a chance to you know work work in and out of you know the the bumps of being a young a young starter in in baseball and you know whether Miley was in there or not I was you know after last year I was like Steele deserves a, a shot in the rotation because I thought that he pitched well towards the end of 2021 and I think this solidifies it now unfortunately because of an injury um so if you want my optimistic outlook on it it's like okay Steele's gonna get some starts if he pitches well, when Miley comes back, you add him into the mix, and you have Steele, who throws harder than him, Hendricks, and probably even Stroman. So you get a little bit of a a difference maker in there compared to the rest. And then, you know, that last spot between Smiley and Mills will be decided. I, I don't know because I, I don't think they're gonna do six man all season. It's I think you it's know, just the not. start of the year because of you know the fast spring training and all that. So. That's my optimistic outlook on it is that Steele comes in and he takes advantage of the opportunity. I think he has – I mean, we've – Ryan, you did the, the on-field interview with him uh, when you were in Arizona. He's just here to get people out. Yeah, he just seems like a, a guy who, you know, can take advantage of the opportunity. He did that last year when they called him up and he was in the bullpen. He was honestly one of the best arms in the bullpen last year whenever the team still had the core. And then when – they traded them all, and he got the chance to be a starter. Yeah, it was it was a bumpy start, but towards the end, he, in my opinion, he got better. He had that um, really good last. He had a really good start, start against in September. Yeah, yeah, he had a really good start against Pittsburgh. Seven innings. I don't care if it is Pittsburgh. You still <laughs> you you have a good start, and it builds confidence. I'm sure he has thought about that start all winter, um, and I feel like he's had some good outings here in the spring. So. Yeah, you want me there? There's my spin zone. Is like this is a good, great opportunity for Justin Steele to really earn a like earn a spot in that rotation. If you want my pessimistic outlook on it, it's like this this rotation and pit and, and just pitching uh, depth in, in general for the Cubs isn't good. So it like so any injuries like this, it, it only hurts not only the the staff but like the mm-hmm. team in general. And that means that the Cubs are going to have to go to other guys who are already unproven. And, you know, there's probably isn't going to lead to many wins. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, it's not great. But, it, again, you to me, it's like giving another guy a chance. How many times have we seen guys who you never know what they're going to do because you don't know if they're going to get the opportunity? Well, Steele has a chance now. And... We'll see what happens, man. It's just, uh, it just really sucks because I really thought Miley would just be a solid like innings eater to start the year for the Cubs, and he brings a veteran presence and all that stuff. Yeah. So. How you hope he does starting in May sometime? Yeah, I mean, yeah. As, as soon as I saw like or we were down there and he was still like trying to throw like fifteen pitch bullpens, twenty pitch bullpens, it was just kind of like he's certainly not going to be ready to start the season. I think we all kind of it wasn't said out loud, but I think everyone kind of figured that was the case, um, and then. Now this happens. It's, it's a tough blow for the rotation. I think he was again. He was penciled in as your number three, a guy that's going to eat up some inning, get some outs, and right. you know not, you know, it's not going to be Zach Davies. But now, I mean, 
Well, we just got the news about DeGrom earlier, man. Like, there's a lot of pitchers' injuries to start. Garrett Crochet. To start. Yeah, Garrett Crochet for the White Sox last night. Like, I, it's it's weird. And, uh, you know, it's kind of similar to last year after the innings uh, ramp up after 2020. I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal before spring training started. But, I mean, clearly it's showing all across baseball. So, again, hopefully – it's you know, we see we see him early mid May and you know he can you know give us twenty starts or I guess it'd be more like twenty five starts. What'd you guys think of? Uh oh, was that all right. right? We have news. Good news or bad news? Is this bad? Is this? Oh uh, fuck me! No. What is happening? No. Is this Madrigal? I can't see it. No, that is Contreras. Whoa! I, Yankees acquire All Star catcher Wilson Contreras from the Cubs the for nice. prospects. Yo yo yo! So Friday just got worse. Friday just got worse. Hold on, how how long? Unbelievable! The Yankees have acquired All Star center or catcher, catcher. Elijah Dunham. The Who the hell is that? Wow! Yankees Contreras expected to talk multi year extension. All right, so hold on. So this is a, a Friday to forget. Are we just going to let this take over the rest of the... It doesn't seem like a huge haul that you would expect. It's terrible. I don't know any of these players, so it's hard for me to even react. That is... Unbelievable. Is Nick Nick Madrigal in there, too? Is that... Where is this? Jeff Passan tweeted, apparently. I'm not... not, Are we sure that's the real Jeff Passan? Yeah, I I see it. (laughs) Are you sure this isn't April Fool's? Joey might be April Fool'sing us. Wait, when did he... Oh... I've got it here. It is on my April Fool's feed, oh, you, you guys suckers. Are, you guys Woo! Grandpa uh, Stucky with the zing, zing, zinger. Oh, my God. That was nuts. Wait, wait. What well was that? Well done, Joey. We got him. Look at, look at Cody. He, he I, almost left. I, I literally hate all of you. I, <laughs> Cody almost left the show. I almost Corey's just over here. off the set. Corey's I over here. Wait a minute. Well, I don't okay. see him. I was going to say, like, what the because, hell? Because I'm trained in this, right? I went straight to Twitter to try to verify this, and yeah. I couldn't see it. So I was at least a little skeptical. What? Well, I, I know. I know to look <laughs> well, for those I, fake. Trailers, well, I looked at the screen. Know. Jeff Passan saying it. I, That's what I said. Is that, is that the real? Is that the real I, Jeff Passan? And I'm literally on yeah. Jeff Passan's. I am zero and eight. I didn't I am think they'd 0 fall and for 8 it. Gambling the last two days, oh. and then you do this to me. I was like, skeptical. This, this is not. I was fair. skeptical. That Cody's I, about I was to skeptical light this set on fire. Jeff Passan's looking up his tweets to see if I he actually tweeted that. I will not forget this. I was yeah. very skeptical. My time will you know, come. Oh you know what the God. best part right, is? Right. That jo- oh Joey God. thought it was going to work, and I'm like, I don't know. Cody was just on the All CHGO podcast yesterday, and. I was so angry because Kevin Kaduk is like doing April Fool's jokes, and Cody's like, "I never fall, I never fall for the fake trades that happen on April Fools." <laughs> wow! I will say this, Luke. That was very Yo, good. You got Mike Dub. Uh, wow. This might be your legendary Mike moment. Mike Dub got it. Pissed at you. Good Damn job, man. You can't sleep on the old man. I just threw my hat and dropped it. Me, me and Corey. Me and Corey were doing the right thing. We were going to verify the source. Oh. Well, and, and so, like, I'm in enough like Cubs Twitter DM groups that nobody was saying anything. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Like, this either just happened oh, and nobody's tweeted it. Or something's. Uh, I forgot it was April Fool's Day, but if I can't, if I can't see it on Passon's feed right away, 
I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, what is Joey <laughs> looking Cody. at that I don't? Well, see? I read it, and I'm not gonna it lie. So like, good. When, I, when he when 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 we read that, I'm like, no fucking way. And then I went to my Cubs news. I'm little tweet deck thing. I'm looking. No one's tweeted it. I'm like, then I look and it said Jeff Pass, and I'm like, okay, Jeff Pass and had to have tweeted it. <laughs> I went. Those were good. Did you make that? Really yes, good. he's been making good. them for like what yeah. three or four days. I came up with it earlier you in the made week. That? <laughs> are you gonna? Are we gonna? Earlier. I was like, we've got to make it a reporter that they can't look up right away. It's got to be like a New York ah, reporter uh-huh. and find some actual prospects that we had never heard of. <laughs> Who were these Luke, Luke was yeah. ready with the sales job, too, of like, that? that hall sucks. Yeah, yeah. Who are these like, guys? Oh, this is Elijah Dunlap? I also knew we uh, couldn't let it go much longer because I could just see Corey scrolling through his Twitter feed. Yeah. That's what I was doing too. Cody, Cody all, wasn't uh, looking. He was just he really. Uh, Cody's, Cody's if 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 we could, Joey, can you animate steam coming out of <laughs> Cody's ears like live? On the I was. I definitely. I definitely right. fell for the trap. I'll give it's, it to you, Stucky. You won I'm just, this. Battle. I'm always built ready to. <laughs> you be won ready this again. battle, but one of us will win the next battle. Yeah, I just. I, I brought you a donut, Luke. My time will if come. You, listen, could Corey. You? I let you in on it. If you will check your Slack direct messages, Whoa. I said. Just go with it when it happens, because I was like, he's going to be the one. I could see you on Twitter. I'm like, he's going to be the one that finds it right away. And so I'm going to have to set up the other two. <laughs> Somebody's t- going to have to take the fall. Someone it's going to have to be Cody. sorry, not sorry, Cody. What, what were Damn, we talking man. about before this? Oh, is that Lawrence? Okay. What were Damn, we talking Lawrence. about before this? Cody, Cody, is it gotta, because I didn't like your tweets? Got, we've got to find him on the all CHGO <laughs> podcast yesterday. Wait, the Dash Law I couldn't Lawrence? believe you said it yesterday. I never fall for the fake. I am pretty on good. You showed like, le- like, like right, an no ESPN shot. article, bro. <laughs> it wasn't a tweet. Was, okay, you really did good. show a tweet, well, but I, like, yeah. I saw Joey pulling it up too. I'm like, what is he grabbing off one ESPN? Of, one of my my only objections here. Uh, that was a very well executed oh, play, good. but for for that kind of trade, that horn was <gasps> way too upbeat. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was for Wilson getting traded. We need a more news. like bump, bump, bump. Oh, and KC like sat down with the camera and was filming him. Like, I wonder yeah. if they're going to be like, why is she taking I didn't video even of re- I, I thought didn't. it was just a Friday. Like, <laughs> uh, well, honestly, I thought it was real because she was sitting there recording us. Because, uh, like, obviously they want our reaction. Like, yeah. we're, we 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 are oh, content. Man. You know what I mean? Like, Paris says they will not <laughs> like, show April Fool's I, jokes <laughs> at Bushwood, sir. T-shirt. <laughs> And I never slice. Unbelievable. That's going to be good social content, Casey. Yeah. Don't worry. You're all welcome. Well, I didn't have that in the rundown for the show, so we're going to figure out what we... What, uh, well, you know well, what we, we were talking about Wade Miley. If it, if it happens now, if it actually oh, does happen... It's a good it trial might. run. That's usually yeah. what happens is you do something like that, um, and then it sparks yeah. uh, real okay. life. Other updates. Andrelton Simmons, uh, light throwing again today. I don't think he'll be ready for opening day. No, that was exciting. Just making sure. That was Maddie Lee. Tweeted it out earlier. I'm sure all the I'm sure all the Cubs beat writers tweeted it earlier, but I did see Maddie, Jordan, and Megan, all my friends. I I was joking with you guys before we got on the air that you know we all spent months or at least weeks talking about Carlos Correa maybe playing at Wrigley Field, but can I interest all of you in updates on Andrelton Simmons throwing? Is that a good substitute (laughs) for all the Cubs fans out there? No Correa, 
But, but Anderton Simmons shoulder he, inflammation, been stuff throwing. like that. He How about that throwing. for an third, exciting way to start third your time weekend? Third time this week. Third Got time that this going week, for us, throwing. which is nice. I'm Great. so excited to hear oh, about Anderton Simmons' injury <laughs> right. status. And we what? have All Nick season. Madrigal, who was scratched today. Right. Just leg fatigue, but coming off. I don't of, know what that is. Like, it's just tired I, legs, they're going to say? I've never yeah, heard I mean, that before, but coming off a year where he missed the year with leg injuries, again, another in the line of just isn't super Maybe he just did legs too hard and... I think Chris Bryant had that a couple times in spring training. Spring training. Training. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Kimbrel to the Dodgers, the former Cub? They, uh, they need a closer. They I mean, I one. think the Sox mm-hmm. got a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, definitely I mean, move for them. I thought the Someone, most they would get for Kimbrel is, you know, a couple, you know, prospects that are really young that you wouldn't, like, see for at least three or four years if in terms of, like, potential value. But to get an actual major leaguer who's actually productive – what you said he was a three war player last year. Last year, Pollock, like, yeah. That's pretty solid. Uh I think, you know, you you tip your hat to Rick Hahn. But I think mm. a lot of maybe at the same time, a lot of us maybe thought, you know, one bad half season doesn't define the value of Craig Kimbrell and everything he's done throughout his career at the same time. Well, yeah, so. and we're and if we're talking about closer, like him, he should have been a closer and like him getting thrown in the eighth and seventh inning was outside of his comfort zone. The dot the Dodgers needed a closer. Craig right. Kimbrell's a closer, and they got you know they got a Hall of Fame worthy closer. Yeah. So if I'd, you had to pick three teams that you think will win the National League pennant, Dodgers are one for sure. Dodgers are who, probably also number two. Who are you, who are your other two? I mean, there's there's a couple really good choices you could go with, but like uh, Dodgers, go the Braves. Braves, I mean, yeah. Braves, Braves defending Braves. champs. I, I actually I, I think, think the Phillies are good. I think the uh, Mets are good. I said I was going to pick the Mets. To actually win that division over the Braves until this DeGrom news went down. So now I'm going to have to go change it. Agreed. That's tough for them. Braves? You know, the Phillies are interesting. Like, I saw a picture of all those hitters walking out um, that their, you know, staff took and seeing Schwarber, Castellanos, Realmuto, Hoskins, Harper, like all in a line (laughs) like that. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I don't know if they'll be able to pitch to get it done. Um I think the San Francisco Giants are still yeah. an interesting team. Like, they brought in uh, Carlos Rodon. Like, they, they made some other moves this offseason. Obviously, they lose KB, and you still have a very old position group. Like, can they repeat that? Crawford, et cetera. Like, I, I don't know. But What about, what about Brewers and Padres? I mean, I'm not going to say the brew over my dead body, Luke. I was I was, like, they, they, they have the easiest path to the postseason. I was thinking Padres mm-hmm. maybe just because Tatis when they do get Tatis back. back yeah. The Padres really They're shit good. their pants last year. Yeah, that's, what, that's, that's the pitching. They had well, no they pitching. do that again, right. Yeah. Yeah. They had no pitching last year. You know, they <laughs> got to hope that it's better this year. But If know. I had to choose a team in the Central that could, like, just find a way to get to the pennant, it would be St. Louis just based off mm-hmm. the history of what they do. Like I, I think it, now is this an April Fool's joke? No, but oh, okay. I'm actually like kind of serious about it. like it. It pains <laughs> me to say, say it. it. It pains me to say. When you look at their roster. We're going to talk about their outfield later in the show. Like I know if, if Flattery isn't healthy all season, then I would change my mind. But like they do have, in my opinion, I think their roster is better than Milwaukee's top as far as like offense, defense, pitching, like all the together. When you look at the Brewers, I feel like. They're very pitching heavy. Their pitching will carry them as far as they can go. Will they get enough offense? I don't know, but I don't think you can. I think you can say that the Cardinals, at least in the Central, have all three facets 
more than them. And if you're forcing me to choose one and not be a homer and pick the Cubs, <laughs> then then I would say it. It pains me to freaking uh. say it. I hope that I am wrong. I hope that they go like they win like sixty games. Like, but if they stay healthy, they can play like the team that they did in September of last year. I just wouldn't put money on it, Cody. If I was if I were going to points bet right now. My choice would not be the Cardinals, but I think the Dodgers have to be the clear-cut favorite. Uh, and Kimberl only is only going to help them. Cody, like hard big bet. Yachty Molina and the Cardinals fan Del Mendo over here. That's what wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need you to re- like retract that. I I think the I do retract that. I, Thank I, you. I know I know I know. We can what be you're friends saying. now. Um, I think the the Brewers are dangerous because they're just one of those teams where, like you said, like the path in the division isn't particularly yeah. difficult. And great pitching. you get Burns and Woodruff, especially mm-hmm. in a playoff series. We've, you know, you see it all the time where pitching can totally win you a championship. I, I would, you know, look at, I, I think the Braves are really strong. I mean, replacing Freeman with um, Olsen as quickly as they did is a very solid move when you're losing someone the caliber of Freddie Freeman. And they won the World Series without Ronald Acuna. So he's yes. coming back, yeah. should be healthy. Like they, they should be. <clears throat> You know, maybe not just as dangerous, but very dangerous. But oh, yeah, be more like, dangerous. If the Brewers sneak they might be in, more dangerous. I I, I wanted. I, I said the Giants too. Like just looking at them. Like I also read the other day that Alex Cobb was touching like ninety eight miles an hour. I think last year he was throwing like ninety four. So I I don't know if he hopped into drive line or one of those places that kind of bumps the velo. But like Logan Webb was great. Carlos Rodon, Desclafani, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. If he's throwing ninety eight miles an hour, like an interesting team they're not better than the Dodgers but like they surprised a lot of people last year I wouldn't write them off well I we'll talk more about this next week as we go through all of our predictions but I I just think it's interesting I there's some really good teams in the National League and most of them aren't in the Cubs division so that's why you know we've looked at the Miley injury back to the beginning of the show and you say well you know I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series but they do have a path to the postseason if everything goes right because of the division they're in um, so we'll just, we'll just see how it plays out. Uh, Cody, you want to tell us about points bet, our great sponsor? Yeah, I love points bet. Cause, uh, you can bet on MLB futures and we're talking about the world yeah. series and all that. And, uh, you know, you can bet the Cubs to win the world series. Like we talked about with, uh, cap, uh, David Kaplan the other day at plus 10,000, hundred dollars when you 10 grand, I don't know. It could happen. It might not happen, but either way you can do it at points bet, which is the best way <laughs> to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you can get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And now online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now and register your account 
from start to finish all from your phone, and I say it every day. If Luke can do it, you all can do it too. It's that easy. Plus, during points bet match madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets during each round. Just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. With the final four this weekend, this is honestly your last chance. So get in on that now. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero. Real quick, Luke. Yeah, I'm um, go on. I'm going out with the points bet. I'm going to add to this points bet because we love points bet so much. I have created the anti evil parlay. So I'm wearing my Mizzou hat. I got a UNC shirt on. Okay, all right. UNC, we hate Duke. Mizzou, we hate Kansas. I'm going the anti evil parlay. I parlayed money line Villanova and money line North Carolina. Uh, for tomorrow, yeah, I got it at like five forty nine, but even more value, you can get it at plus six fifteen now. So whoever's riding with me, we hate Duke, we hate Kansas. If both of them win, I'm not watching the championship game on Monday. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Anti evil parlay. Ride with me. Let's see if it pays off for them. My future bet on Duke is still alive, so I ride guess, with yeah, me. The anti evil parlay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. There's 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 some teams in the final four that a lot of people don't like around the country. Oh, definitely. Like sure. very no one likes the Blue Bloods unless you're right. Person unless you're one them. of their fans. Yes. <laughs> um, CHGO, what are we doing? Well, we're a month old and we're doing podcasts and live shows every team every day. Post game shows coming up starting Thursday for our Cubs games opening day. We'll have a nice hour long post game show for you. We'll have some pre game shows throughout the season as well. Premium written content. For members at the allchgo.com section, which, of course, Ryan's going to be heading out to the ballpark, writing great articles, working the clubhouse. And the dope merch is arriving as we speak. I've had some people starting to tweet at me. My dope merch has been shipped. My dope merch has been shipped. My dubs did that on Twitter today. Yeah. You get a free shirt when you become a member in the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Before we get to the second segment here, I do want to go back to the April's Fool joke for a second. I was just thinking to myself how great I was at and I pulled that off. Uh, no. <laughs> I was thinking about when you commented Jeff Passan because I didn't know all of the fake tweets that Joey had made. So when you're talking about, oh, I got it here, Jeff Passan, I almost tapped you like, oh, Ryan's in on this. I didn't, I didn't know somebody told Ryan. I thought Ryan was in on it. And then I looked up and I saw Jeff the Jeff Passan fake tweet from Joey. I'm like, oh, he's not in on it. No. He's hook, line, and sinker like the other That's two. I was looking at, I was, I was, I was <laughs> verifying the source. I was, I was looking on Twitter to make sure Jeff Passan had tweeted it, and he didn't. He, he had not. Clearly. Maybe Jeff like, Passan. I was, I was maybe one or two seconds away from calling you, calling you out because I was like scrolling down. I'm like, we're on. Four I was hours one now. or two seconds away from stomping off the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I will admit that I was, I was fleeced. I was. You guys, it happens. It happens. It yeah. happens. Um, all right. So today we're going. We're we're finishing up our look at the NL Central, right? And we're trying to see where the Cubs rank at each position to see if that aligns with maybe where people are picking them, first, second, third, whatever in the division. Let's start at the bottom of the outfield. We're just going to include the outfield as one position. And it doesn't have to necessarily be the starting three. It can be, you know, you could talk about their depth at, at outfield. I think it's fair, as almost every position, to put the Pirates last. Um, there's some pretty good outfielders in the NL Central. Um Brian Reynolds probably the best for the Pirates, right? But easily, but, easily. But also in trade talks potentially, yeah. trade rumors right now. So if he goes, 
you're left with Alfred, Allen, and Gamble. Not, it sounds more like a law firm than it does necessarily a great <laughs> outfield in the central. So, would you agree? Can we all agree? Pirates last in the division when outfield? Yeah. I mean, I think between like the bottom three teams in the division, yeah. he's probably the best of best of the outfielders, but just overall the Pirates. Right. Probably, but he's just one guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Can't cover all the entire outfield. And but he's good. So then it's very common. We've had the same theme next up the ladder. Generally, the Reds. Who do you like in the Reds outfield? Anybody on there that you're like, okay. Tyler Naquin. Tyler Naquin. Yeah. Hey, Tyler had, Naquin, he, Cubs he, World Series hero. If you remember, <laughs> dropping that fly ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had uh, he had a, a good start to last year, didn't he? And then yeah. got hurt, and then it was kind of with Winker and, and Castellanos. Like, it was hard to get him. Right, playing time along with Senzel, honestly, I'm like if sure. they still had Castellanos and Winker, you could argue them being having the best the outfield best, yeah. in the for system, sure. But, but they just gave them away. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. free agency for, but also trade. Um, Tommy Pham, the former Cardinal. So we put the Cubs in at third. We tried not to be mm-hmm. total homers on it. Uh, <laughs> look at it as all right. Left field's probably Hap slash Frazier. Center field's probably Hayward slash. Hermosillo, Hermosillo, or, Hermosillo, yeah. Ortega now, Ortega. maybe Ortega, yeah, right now yeah. with yeah with Miley. With, hurt, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm I've with the Simmons thing, and if he starts the season on the IL, there's a spot that it should go to Ortega. Is what I'm gonna say, but oh, still don't have any clarity on Simmons. We're like a week away from opening day, but uh, I guess we will, we don't have to use Ortega in this depth. But you also add right Suzuki now. to the mix too. You know, yeah. that he's another obviously huge wild card, but mm. I mean he could. It, you could see a way that you build an all-National League Central outfield and you're trying to pick the best guys. I mean, it's not unthinkable to think that Suzuki could be in that list. He could be the best right fielder by the end of this season. He also might just be an average player. We just don't know. So that's another reason. There's a lot of question marks for the Cubs. There's no definite player out there where you can say this guy is an all-star or this guy is... There's just a lot of question marks. There's plenty of potential, but there's a lot of question marks. Uh, the Brewers have less question marks, so that's why we had to put them above that. Um, Christian Yelich is still a question mark. You know, we don't know what he's going to be this year. He could go back to being one of the best players, or he could go back to being what uh, we've seen the last few, which hasn't been very good. But they still have some good outfielders. He, he won't yeah. go back to that. He he made he ripped you Darvish on Twitter, and he's forever <laughs> cursed for. He tried to apologize for that. He tried to walk that back this off season, but it's like two years too late, my friend. Yeah, you're cursed. Like that's <laughs> the the seven war seasons are not happening anymore because you tried to talk shit to you Darvish on Twitter. Well, remember <laughs> there was like articles talking about how Yelich might be better than like Mike Trout. Yeah, back a couple right, years ago, right. and then he was that good. Well, I think he was ranked. Hundredth on the top one hundred MLB players, this and I year? think that was too high. Yeah, one hundred. Still, I'm like the the fall from like people putting you up with Mike oh, Trout yeah. to like number one hundred out of yeah. one hundred. That's what happens when you are mean um, to you, Darvish, on Twitter. This is what happens. I mean, I makes s- perfect sense. All don't lie. I will say, Low Kane is solid. very good. He's a yeah. good player. If he can stay healthy, he got hurt a couple times last year. But when, when they, he was his eighteen season, really just made me want to like punch him in the face. <laughs> now, he what, was what, so good. Yeah, but if, yeah, when he's on the field, he is an incredible mm-hmm. defensive center fielder. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, Ron yesterday was big on Renfro. Yeah, Hunter That's Renfro. An, you know, and, and yeah. McCutcheon's part of that group yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, he you know, he's older, Brewers. but still he's – McCutcheon hurts you? Well, he's, he's just a guy, you, like, I've 
you know, you like seeing succeed. He's a fun guy mm-hmm. on social media. Like I just wish when he, he was, was on the pirates, he, I didn't even like have disdain for him. Like he's just mm-hmm. a good dude. Like <laughs> it's kind of like Joey Votto for the reds. Right. Like maybe it's because they play for two franchises in the central that just historically haven't like bruised my soul or anything like that. But like McCutcheon was one of those guys that you're like, this guy's, this guy's a, like a, mm-hmm. like a I don't hate this guy. Yeah, Joey, Joey, Votto, them, Joey Votto was a likable. Yeah, yeah. even though like, he's not like, just a great player, his personality seems yeah. to right. be fun and. But like, he, like the the thing with the both of them, like they they've hurt the Cubs plenty of times. But like, and it sucks when it happens. But like, I just don't like. I don't have a disdain for them. So it's like it's just a little different uh, yeah. dynamic. And with I those always two love guys. that. Uh, the gif reaction of McCutcheon in center when he was with. I'm pretty sure still the Pirates when uh, Strope took that, like, pinch hit appearance. And because Strope used to be a shortstop, so he ripped the ball to center. McCutcheon catches, and he, like, you, the camera catches him. Like, did he just hit that mm-hmm. like that? That was Pedro <laughs> Strope, the relief pitcher, right? he had his head like, to the what? side, I think. Yeah. Um, so we, we gave the Cardinals their due, and we put them at the top. I could, you could argue that the Brewers could be up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Tyler, like- o- Tyler O'Neill had a great season last year. Dylan Carlson, like... Is a stud. Dylan Carlson was in the Rookie of the Year talks yeah. the entire year. Like he's going to be a very good player. Harrison Bader, even though like he has the most punchable face in baseball <laughs> outside of Yadier Molina, uh, you know he's he's solid out there. He, too. He's a great defender. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's won a Gold Glove yet, but great defender. I think he's always in like that conversation. Yeah, but hasn't won it. Um, you said you mentioned Tyler O'Neill, like. I interviewed him once, and the dude's forearms are like bigger than my my quads. Like he's he's yeah. gigantic. It took him a little bit to like yeah. develop because he's been with the Cardinals for a while, but like yeah. they were high on him and they he, waited it out with him. And it's kind of I mean, last year was like his breakout season. Yeah, we'll uh-huh. see if he can replicate that. If there's any question there, but Carlson I think is their best outfielder, like long term. It's one of the outfield is the, the, one of the strengths of their team for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. Oh um, so Tyler O'Neill ended up with thirty four home, run, home runs. I did not even I didn't realize yeah. that, that that was that many. Get a huge That's a lot year. of home runs. Yeah. Yeah. A huge year, yeah. See if they can Nine, repeat 12. it, but you know, because like for Carlson and O'Neill, like kind of that first year, yeah. like you said, putting it all together, like yeah. getting all those plate appearances. But if you're looking at the performance last year, it's I think it's the Cardinals, and unfortunately, it's not particularly close. So I think if we look back at every position, I. I'm just trying to go through in my head. Catcher is the only one where the Cubs we put first, correct? Yeah, I believe, believe so. so. Yeah. And was there a position where we put the Cubs last? No, because they're in a division with the Pirates and the Reds, <laughs> yeah. so they they were supported by that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I do feel like the average, if we went back and took every rank, I would say it's probably third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which I think right. is a yeah. I think it's like a like, realistic like, outlook. Yes. The Cardinals and the Brewers are more often than not first and second on our list, and in every position, going to be the first and yep. second team in the division at the end of the year. Cubs, yeah, again, like average of third, and then they're going to end up being third, and the Pirates and Reds usually in the bottom two, and they're probably going to be bottom two in the division. I mean, again, over one sixty two, I guess you don't really know, but from what the outlook preseason right now, that, I think that's just kind of the order of how this division is going. So. the the position rankings make sense. I think that's right. how you would look at it. Like, the Reds and the Pirates, I think, are clearly going to be bad. Well, they're tanking. Yeah. And had had they not made their trades and let Castellanos go in free agency, maybe the Reds are more in the mix? Yeah. I think they oh, would have been in a similar sure. spot. Like, I think the Cubs are in a spot where, like, they're decidedly in the middle. They could end up at the bottom. There's a lot of scenarios, as we've talked about, if some of these things don't pan out, if more of these injuries keep piling up, they could end up at the bottom. 
there's also stuff goes well, things hit. Like you said, say a Suzuki in rookie of the year talks, things like that. Maybe they creep their way up, right? But I think in the middle is probably where they belong. The Reds and the Pirates have much less chance of like what the Cubs do of maybe kind of sneaking their way up. So, yeah, I think three. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cubs compete against Milwaukee next week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know it's the opening series. I know it's April and the weather and all that. But, like, if the Cubs compete with Milwaukee, I feel like that's – even if they were to lose two or three, I just feel like that for the – I don't want to say it sets the tone for the season, but it's like a – like, hey, we're not as bad as what everyone's expecting type thing. It's a four-game series, by the way. Oh, is it a four-game four. series? Okay. So, yeah, even if they split it, then, split, like, right. if they split that series – I I know I'll be sitting here like, eh. well, especially considering they're going to go up against Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. If right. and, and Adrian Hauser, like if they can take two of those, that's impressive. Right. right. So I was, yeah, I was going to say like just also don't panic if they don't score a lot of runs in that series because <laughs> that is one of the best. I three four pitchers they're going to throw at you. I think that's anywhere top, in baseball, I think right. that top three is the best in baseball. I can't like off the top of my head think of a better top three. Maybe well, the before Mets DeGrom got hurt, you could argue him yeah, and Dodgers Scherzer. Maybe. Yeah, like, Dodgers would, you know. I mean, that Corbin yeah. Burns, Cy Young, Woodruff was right there, and Freddie Peralta is like probably, honestly, probably a dark horse Cy Young candidate. Like that's, yeah. rotation is going to be tough, but if they, again, if they take, they split that series, like that's pretty impressive. Right. And, and the only reason I really said any of that is like early in the season, no team is like, in re- in midseason form, mm-hmm. so it's like, to me, for the Cubs at least, if they're for them to evaluate the way that we want them to evaluate with some of these guys, like if you get some, if you get some early season, you know, cool storylines, like there's there's whether there's wins or losses, we'll have things excited to talk about. So that's why I said if we came in here on Monday or two Mondays from now. And the Cubs have take or have split with the with Milwaukee. I'd be pretty happy yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Be a good start to the season. It's only <laughs> April, but you wanna you want a good start. This is one of those seasons, kind of like last year. Obviously, very different. But like, if it starts slow, you kind of will be able to fill in how it's gonna go, right? Like right. you're gonna head to the trade deadline. You're gonna try to flip some guys, whatever. It would be nice if even if it's a few weeks, a month. Two months, like we can enjoy things. Yeah, flirt me with for a the couple idea, months, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Of, of you're gonna competitiveness. Need some, you're going to need some guys to step up, though. With with Alzali and Miley not there now, you're yeah. going to need some arms to step up, and you're going to need some of these question mark bats to to show what they can do early in the season to make it interesting, so that you're still around if these guys do come back and when they do come back. I saw Cubs. I think it was Cubs Twitter posted um, some of the best pitchers, mm-hmm. hits, and home runs, you know, because the DH is coming in. We're just not going to see it anymore. thought it'd be fun to just kind of think back on some of our favorite memories of Cubs pitchers hitting. I, for me, Zimbrano obviously is the one everybody remembers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he had uh, 24 home runs. That leads all goes Like, 24 home runs. I have a question for you, a trivia question. Is his career slugging percentage – or his career ERA higher? Higher is like is the number higher? Which oh. one's higher, his ERA or his slugging percentage? Slugging, slugging, slugging. 
just barely a 396 oh. slugging percentage, a 366 <laughs> ERA. Oh, wow. And he was a switch hitter with 71 RBI. Like he was that that's one of the examples where I will say and I've I've come to accept the DH and I think it's fine. It'll be good for this Cubs team for sure. Mm-hmm. But he was I will argue he was just as fun or more fun as a hitter than he was mm-hmm. as a pitcher and he was a good pitcher. Yeah. When he came up to bat I don't care where you were at Wrigley Field. I don't care if you were in the press box, a concourse, bleachers. Everybody stopped to watch oh, yeah. that at bat. Well, and I'm yeah. I'm curious, like with the Shohei Otani rule, would Zambrano have taken advantage? But the Cubs have, like, if Zambrano was to. playing this year, yeah. right? Would they have let him hit and hit for himself? Like, he would have tried to talk him into oh, it. Oh, sure. Standing yeah. on the steps with David Ross with the helmet on, the batting they used gloves. Them, like, you want like, me, Skip? Yes, I'm ready to go. They used them a lot to pinch hit. Yeah, like when no, he was him. playing, he was he was a good hitter. If you go for just Cubs hitters, you want that could uh, honestly Cubs pitchers that could be the Shohei Otani role. Carlos Zambrano is number one in my head. I also love the way he like he when he rounded the bases. It was like with such an attitude and anger that he was rounding it. Like how dare you throw me that pitch? He was also <laughs> of of guys I can think of where you had to watch batting practice. Okay, and you wanted to see somebody. Sammy Sosa is number one. Everybody watched Sammy take BP. Mm. Carlos Zambrano, for me, as a reporter on the field, was absolutely number two because he would swing like Javi Baez at every (laughs) single... He was never trying to take it the other way, but you could just tell how physically strong this guy was. He would just rip home runs. Like, it was nothing for him to hit six home runs in a row in batting practice. Wow. You know, and, and it's not the prettiest swing. He's just muscling the ball into the outfield with anger, you know? And so, so for me, Zambrano's number one, but there's obviously a lot of other great pitchers that hit for the Cubs. Per usual, I'm going to jump in and give credit to my guy, number 34, John Lester. Hit three home runs as a Cub. Started <laughs> off with, like, I think the longest streak of not getting a hit. Ended up yeah. getting his first hit off of John Lackey. Hit three home runs as a Cub, all to the opposite field. He had a pretty swing. Yeah. Yeah. pretty swing. Yeah, pretty swing. really but did. But my, my favorite... I think fact about Cubs pitchers hitting 2016 Jake Arrieta had a 719 OPS which was good for a 90 WRC plus 100 is league average yeah. so you look at like Hayward in 2021 guys like Descalso David Bodie uh in, you know last year Jake Arrieta like way better yeah. overall <laughs> production like if you're looking at some of those yeah. stats he was a better hitter. Obviously, you know, it's only like 70 plate appearances. Right. Still. But the, the the advanced metrics, like Jake Arrieta put up a better slash line than some position players the Cubs have been trotting out there yeah. for the last yeah. couple of years. Physically, another, uh, another yeah. big dude. And I was looking at the list in some of these, and I was trying to jog my memory a little bit, and they were uh, – pitchers hitting home runs were a big part of – playoff success for the Cubs, including 2016. Like, yeah. some of the better memories yeah. of the 2016 playoff Travis World Wood. Series yeah, run. Travis Wood. Yeah. Travis Wood. Yeah. 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 against the, the only grand slam yeah. for the Cubs. And wasn't, Jake's was against Pitcher. the Giants, right? It was off Bumgarner. Yeah, off, yeah. Yeah. That Bum, yeah. off Bumgarner's wish, unbelievable for everybody. The, the yeah. comeback in that series is game unbelievable, three. but I wish that they had won that game because there's two moments in that game that kind of get forgotten because they don't win yeah. in that extra innings loss. Jake Arrieta's home run, 
and then Chris Bryant ties the game off yeah. Romo in the ninth inning. Right. It's huge. Like, he had so many clutch hits in the playoffs and obviously didn't, in the World uh, Series. Didn't Al Mora have a huge catch in that game, too? Yeah, to keep it out going. right field. Yeah. So there's yeah. a few moments in that game that, like, you know, we still remember. We're talking yeah. about them now. But they would have been like super high, like right. franchise yeah. legendary. Changing they would have been legendary, yeah, yeah. if they yeah. had won yeah. that game. I um, uh, Cody's favorite this, hitting pitcher. Who? What? Arietta? I said your favorite hitting pitcher. Oh, Rick are you Sutcliffe. asking what mine was? Rick Sutcliffe. <laughs> Rick Sutcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if Red follow, Baron. If you follow me on Twitter, you know Rick Sutcliffe is number one on my list. He, he uh, did hit one that, like eighty four NLCS though. It was like. That was one of the ones that the Cubs posted in their video, and uh-huh. he, he just had this really uh, vertical way of running around the bases that was, like, yeah. kind of mechanical. Yeah. He's just a big dude. Like, that was, I mean, that was a huge game one of the NLCS that, for my childhood, I, that was, that was like, Kerry Wood, you know, mm-hmm. game seven. I was, same thing. I'm, obviously, I didn't get to actually see Sucklev hit, hit as, a, as a fan growing up because I'm 30. Uh, <laughs> Way to rub it in, thanks. Uh, sorry, Luke. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned Kerry Wood, Game 7 LCS, um, yeah. Travis Wood, like we kind of said. Uh, peop- one that people that forget, um, he didn't I – don't, I don't know how many homers he had, but Greg Maddox was like – he was, he, was, he was finesse. Like, yeah. if he got on base, he would, like, sometimes steal a base when no one was paying attention. And, like, he could – he was he one of the bunt. best bunters yes. too. Like I know that's not like hitting the ball over a fence or anything, but like that was always something you just wanted your pitcher to be able to do was just get a bunt down or something like that. Greg Maddox, obviously a Hall of Famer, uh, he knew how to play baseball. Right. He wasn't the most physically gifted guy on the field ever, but he had the gift to be able to control pitches, uh, confuse a batter, set up a batter lay down the bunt, run the base as well. Like, he was an all-around baseball player. Well, and, like, since we're talking bunts, like, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about <laughs> John, John Lester. It's, it is my, my <laughs> shtick. Uh, but it's I live the gimmick, you know. It's real. That game where he laid down the walk-off bunt as against the Mariners hitter. as a yeah. pinch hitter late in that game. That's one of the greatest was games of that year. like, the 2015-2016 runs were incredible. I went to so many incredible games. That was definitely one of the most fun nights at Wrigley Field that I can remember. And also in the summer of 2016, one of those moments where you're kind of watching things going like, okay, like obviously this team is good, but like there's something in the air. And Travis Wood caught, like didn't he make a catch out in left field that same game? Like that's just wild. That's so bad in baseball. Unbelievable catch. I'll say that like that, that like uh, out of that like five, six year, just like that run with the core, like, John Lester's bunting Jason Hayward home walk off like outside of this walk off home run straight up. That's probably the most memorable walk off. Great call on that entire. Yeah. Like, no, he mine, gets the bunt okay. down. As far as a pitcher, yeah, that's that's yeah. probably one of the more memorable ones. I got. I, um, I would disagree on most Steve memorable walk offs. And Steve is involved in not non home runs. A wild okay. pitch. Non home runs. That I don't remember. Keep that game going. Like they score around. I'm pretty sure on Steve Ciszek. So he's yeah. he was involved before he was involved. Um, one guy. Uh, that there was an, that was actually in the video, and it kind of makes me laugh. Was Kyle Hendricks, who oh, just like yeah. it, it, he just did not want to be at the plate. Like yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if Kyle Hendricks was like dragging his bat and like walking up to the plate. <laughs> I don't want to be here because even yeah. we asked him the first time we talked to him about like, if he's gonna miss hitting. He's like, I wish I could say yes, but I think you guys have seen what I'm featuring up there. So I'm very happy to put the bat in somebody else's hands and just worry <laughs> about pitching. Like he did. I mean, he he got some like there was some honestly it was kind of funny when he'd get a hit. 
because he'd look into the into the dugout and everyone's going crazy that he like got a single on like a ground ball up the middle or something. He had a like, I think a two RBI bloop single off of Jeff Samarja in that giant series in the playoffs. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. And the second That's RBI I think is Javi Baez <laughs> doing his Javi Baez base running thing and turning a Pedro Strope. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the, like the last time we saw Pedro Strope take it on bat, it led to a big demise of the 2018 season. Yes. But when he did take at bats before that at bat, he looked like he was knew what was going on up there. Like he he, he was he kind of reminded me of Zambrano a little bit in the way of the way that he walked to the plate and approached it and everything. I don't know. I this this segment hasn't changed my mind. I'm okay with the DH, but same. Um, there's some great memories of Cubs. It's fun when it happens. It, it's I didn't fun see Fergie when Jenkins hit, but everybody mm. talks about how great Fergie right. was with the bat oh, too. Jason so. Marquis, I was a Jason grand Marquis, slam. Yeah, I think, yeah, right? yeah, in the yeah. comments, yeah. Someone um, said Rizzo just because he has a 0.00 ERA. Well, he is a pitcher. Yeah, he can qualify yeah. him as a pitcher at times. Yeah, that's true. Uh, guys, you know you're probably sitting here wondering, how did somebody twice my age fool me on April Fool's Day? And the answer is Strava Craft Coffee. If you want to start your day with a competitive edge like I do, Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains, plus CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava's all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also features concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage of effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can now save 25% on their entire purchase when they use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order of StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. Already love Strava? Well, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Strava Coffee, give it a shot. Yeah. Worked it into my daily routine with my AG1. There you go. I'm zipping around yeah. here like... Like you're 40. Like I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone mentioned Jake. Jake Bujnowski. I'm not sure if that's how you yeah, said it. I think that's um, how you said it. Kyle Hendricks, four and a third inning, four home runs allowed. Again, uh, we, uh, we've talked about how spring training, like take the results with a grain of rice because it's, you know, you don't know what exactly he's working on that day. Yeah, grain of salt. Grain of rice, whatever. I say, I always, I, I said, I was gonna let it go. I say, I said, wrinkle feathers the other day. So my phrases are not up to up to date. Anyway, it is, it is with a grain of salt. Grain of salt, whatever. They're both pretty small. Anyway, grain of pepper. Shut up, Lawrence. Oh wow! Hey, hey. Yes, I love. We had human resources around here. Um, I was just gonna say. You you take them okay. You take them with a grain of salt. Yes. Uh, but you don't. Uh, you, you don't definitely don't want to see Kyle Hendricks give up four home runs in his last spring training start, especially because he wanted to get through five innings today. 
That was like his his plan going from his first start was to get through five. He innings. gave up four earned runs. I no, don't know he gave about up four home runs. Did he give up he four, four home, home runs? runs. It's on oh, that's four. on the box score. So again, well, he didn't, he wanted to get through five innings at like his last start. He said that, and he only got through four and a third. So that's not what you want to see at the last start. But no. yeah. when he's bad, he's bad. Yeah, that's I think a, that's a Kyle Hendricks. Right, Maybe like, he's just working. It, all it is is it's all about location with him, right? So, so when he's missing, it's it's he doesn't have the velocity to to right. play around with misses. So let's end this podcast on a high note. All right, uh, Baseball America top rookies twenty twenty two. Cody found this. They've got their ranking, and the Cubs have two guys in the top ten. Yeah, I mean we talk about rebuilding the farm system. Mm-hmm. You have two guys in the top ten: Seiya Suzuki at six, Brendan Davis at number nine. Nice. That, uh, you know, there's been a lot of negativity around Cubs Twitter for the offseason. That's, that's where you can point to and say, you know what, at least I do see a future that is bright. Like, I, I do see results from what they're trying to do in restocking the farm system and, and young talent on the team. Yeah, Vegas is high on Suzuki. Mm. Uh, when I was looking up Rookie of the Year, like, odds, he's one of the top three, like, favorites to win. Yeah. Uh, makes sense because he is older than all the rest of the rookies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it, again, it kind of like what we were talking about yesterday when we were talking about, like, X-Factors. Like, we are expecting, you know, like, home run total, I feel like a realistic outlook could be, like, 20 to 25. But if this guy comes over here and, and just lights the world on fire, kind of like how Otani did, I mean, he could. So what did he hit last year, 38? Am I off on that? Yeah, 38. Yeah, like yeah. Japan, he hit 38. Right. And, I mean, I know he had some injuries and all that. You can't, it, you can't, com- can't compare Otani to anyone, honestly. But, like, the thing is with Suzuki is, like, yeah, he hasn't seen any of the the pitching here, but they haven't seen him either. Like, I just feel like him being an X-factor could really change the Cubs' season outlook. Like, if he just destroys the baseball at a rate that we don't really expect or realistically realistically look at, like, that could change the entire win total for them, uh, considering the division that they're in. Now, if we're in the NL West or the NL East, I would not say that. But we're in the worst division in the National League. So, you know. (laughs) He's he's got the the skills, even as a rookie, even if he struggles to start to put up the numbers that – can have them in that rookie of the year conversation. Just the plate discipline and the ability to hit so many fly balls, especially at Wrigley Field. We've talked about like he's he's going to put up home run numbers. I think even if he struggles out the gate, which hopefully he doesn't. Like there's also the possibility he adjusts faster than the pitching and is just great. Uh, but I think the skill set that he has raises his floor compared to like other rookies or other guys coming over. So I think he should be in that conversation. Well, if you had to, I, I, this is sort of silly, but if you had to say which one you're more excited about, Suzuki or Brennan Davis, it's a tough, that's a tough conversation. I think Cubs fans are pretty excited about both. I don't yeah. think they knew as much about Seiya Suzuki coming into signing with the Cubs, but now when you see him number six as all rookies going into bait, like, it's a tough call. We've I, been I hyping think there's him a reason up, man. hyped about when, both. When David Kaplan read that text to us from the Dodgers GM, mm-hmm. and then, you know, just, you know, seeing him hit that home run the other day, like, he looks like someone who is a guy. Like, he's yeah. going to be here. He is part of the future. Next great Cubs team, Jed Suzuki, part of it. It seems like it. Feels yeah. like it. 
Yeah, well, I think the Suzuki home run and the Davis uh, straight center field home run the night before, yeah. days, like yeah. those are probably the two that got Cubs fans most, like, especially on Twitter, most hyped up. So, I mean, those are easily the most the two guys yeah. that Cubs fans are most excited I don't about. Know, I don't know if he'll be up this year. He's starting at AAA, but I always like to throw out Caleb Killian. We've talked about him before, but, like, you know, we're yep. talking about pitching depth, who gets in there, like – he goes and kills it at Iowa. Like I think there's a chance he makes at least some impact on this team, and he's really good. I th- I personally think he will be up. Uh, I think it's more second half for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, like that Arizona Fall League he had was yeah. insane. If him and Brennan Davis come up like in July or August, whenever. I don't care how that. Like, if this team's out of it, so what? If that, they play, that is, if they play well, it's a good season. Yeah, for right. Them. But when they come up, like that's exciting stuff. Like They'll that's give you a reason future, to. Yeah. Oh, he can shove. That's right. Killian can shove. Corey, uh, Brennan Davis, and He's Caleb Killian. If they, if, if Caleb shoves and Brennan Davis kills it, that gives you a reason to renew your season tickets again next year. We'll That's see. a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> we'll, see. And we'll, we'll see about that, Tom. You know. <laughs> you're, exci- you're excited about Killian. You're excited about Suzuki. You're excited about Davis. But are they number – I don't think they're number one on your list. Most excited about somebody in the Cubs organization. Is it James Triantos? Long-term – well, it, like, oh, I always oh, – yeah. oh. it's always Brennan Davis. I okay, think that's okay. just – in most of these conversations, he's just a given. Like, he's he's really that good. And, I, like, whatever you want to say about him. Like, he's the truth. He's the future. Um, but, yeah, like, Triantos is just so – the Cubs have a bunch of guys who it's really impressive. Like, we, Ryan and I were talking, you got Reggie Preciado out there at second base today spelling Madrigal. He's 18 years old, like, playing in these games. <laughs> like, these guys are impressive. And, like, Triantos coming out of high school, hitting this pitching the way he did in the fall, like, those are tools where you're like, okay – you know, he's got years to go, but there's really something here. And there's a reason that the Cubs drafted him higher than I think a lot of people expected him to go. And he continues to prove that pretty much every time he's out there. Yeah. Oh, no, they already got the prank up on Twitter. Oh, yeah. perfect yeah. time to if end you, the podcast. You can go to your social media accounts. <laughs> if you miss it, at CHGO underscore Cubs, if you missed it. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. You guys have a good time despite the prank. April Fool's joke? They can't even talk to me anymore. No more donuts for you. Uh, yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> never I feel forgive, terrible. Never forgive. <laughs> I feel terrible. Uh, right. Cody Del Mendo, Corey Friedman, Ryan Herrera, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Thanks for listening. We are counting down to opening day where we will have post-game shows for you after every game. Thanks for dropping in and checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Have a great weekend. Corey and Brendan will have another edition of the podcast for you coming up on Sunday night. I think on Monday. Monday morning. We're going to have uh, Michael Cerami from Bleacher Nation. Nice. Nice. So that to look forward to over the weekend, and then we'll see you next week.